0: Sports and Songs Podcasts. Uh, Podcast. Today is August 22nd. Andy, we're on season three, episode number 40. We got a special guest uh, today, Jeremy Quass, joining us. How you doing, Andy? First of all,
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: And how I'm you doing, good. Jeremy? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on here. Awesome. So we got the football season coming up, college football to be kicking off, the Gophers in particular, September 1st, New Mexico State. And uh, it's going to be some fun stuff. Uh, Andy, do you have anything to start off with before we start the uh, the football? Do you have any other sports to discuss?
1: Um, just a couple things. Uh, we'll, I'll do a regular sports show again midweek like we did last week. We're going to keep this one today, just go for football. I'll cover baseball and uh, some basketball news and other stuff later in the week. Just a couple things. Um, keeping on the football topic, we're going to talk basically Big Ten, but just give some notes here. FCS, preseason rankings came out. Of course, Bison were number one. With 24 the first place votes out, 25. Uh, Montana second, SDSU got the other first place vote, voted third, and Montana State is fourth. Villanova take off top five. Uh, Preseason for the NCAA, the the big schools there. Alabama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, and Irish fifth. Texas A&M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Baylor off the top ten. Of course, that's now – They'll be different by middle of September, but that's their preseason rankings. Awesome. Um, Alabama got 54 of the 63 first place votes. Ohio State got six, and Georgia got three. Um, so there's that. We got two schools in the Big Ten up there. Big Ten, the East and the West, Jeremy. Uh, preseason predictions, it's kind of give me a. I'll, we'll do the East first here. Uh, the powers to be say it's going to be. Um, Ohio State 1, Michigan 2, Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana for the East. Does that sound about right to you?
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is with, you know, obviously Michigan beat Ohio State last year, but, you know, it's hard to go against Ohio State. I mean, they have, they recruit well. I mean, that's pretty well known. They get a lot of five stars, but so does Michigan. But Michigan lost a lot off that defense, so it's going to be, I mean, those are usually the top two until someone else knocks them off. But Michigan State for
1: for Michigan last year was that lightning in a bottle, or were they were they really that good?
0: I think it was lightning in a bottle. Personally, you know, I'm just I'm not a Harbaugh guy either. He's a hard guy to buy into, right? (laughs) Um, You know, and that defense was pretty elite last year. But obviously, uh, they lost Aiden Hutchinson, who went to Detroit. I think the second overall pick. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they had the success they did. Is they had a great defense, but then obviously you saw what happens in a bowl game. You know, when they go up against better competition, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, lay an egg. So yeah, I, is- I would, I would. Ohio State one, Michigan two, and then it's kind of kind of a drop off between those two.
1: Right, the rest is you know fill in the blank. You can't go either way. Yeah, um, absolutely. The West. This is what they got. the uh, for the West. They got Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, Minnesota, Nebraska, Illinois, and then Northwestern. And I think that conference is kind of the same way. It's gonna be Wisconsin, Iowa, then the field after that.
0: Uh, you know, I think the Gophers should be above Purdue. We beat them last year too. Um, we also beat Wisconsin last year, um, and we right. played Iowa tough on the road. You know, I the one thing that I I'm glad we're above Nebraska. Right. Um I, we had a little pre thing yep. here, but yep. they've always been picked to be above us and Scott Frost just can't get that team to buy in. I don't know what his right. deal is there. Um yeah, honestly, I think it's I think it's Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota are kind of the top three. And then it kind of goes maybe Purdue, and then it's the other the other ones there. I mean Scott Frost has to prove something at Nebraska to I mean the best three he keeps talking about. so, yeah, His
1: job's on the line, I think. Um, 100%. What did the Gophers' schedule here? Their first three non-conference games, uh, all at home, all at the bank. Uh, Western Illinois – or, I'm sorry, New Mexico State. Then they had FCS team in Western Illinois. And then um, Colorado. Are
0: they yep. coming
1: up you know.
0: They should. Um, I, The Western Illinois – you know, like Bowling Green last year, we lost two. Um, yeah. Which was just a – that was a – I don't know what happened that game. They at yeah. us with stuff that we didn't see before. The um, Stars and
1: Moon's line for Bowling State, I think that
0: name <laughs> Yeah, I mean, bowling um, that The nice um, – it kind of depends. The Colorado one could be kind of scary. Um, I know a group of 20 of us, we actually went to the game in Colorado last year when we won 30 to nothing. Um. You know they they went through because Mel uh, what is his name Mel Tucker he went to Michigan State he was at Colorado uh, and he was building something there but then they a lot of transfer transferred out after he left and you know they weren't great last year at all I mean they couldn't get anything going offense and defensively at all when we faced them so right now I do have the Gophers at three and all after those three games
1: Uh, first. Three of the first four after that in conference are all road games uh, at Michigan State, then homecoming against Purdue, then Illinois Penn State on the road. Three and one after that
0: set. Uh, that's the best case scenario. I mean, yeah. uh, I the Happy Valley game. That's also that's going to be their whiteout game is against yeah. us this year. I mean, that's pretty notorious for Penn State. They always have this whiteout game. It's usually. They usually try to have it against Michigan or like Ohio State if they host them, but this year it happened to be us, and I—that's the one game I'm a little nervous about. But I think PJ Fleck will get those guys ready to go. So, you know, if you go four and zero there too, that would be great. But yeah, three and one I, at this point too. I did have them at about seven and one going into the uh, last few games here.
1: Then the next three are. Rutgers at Nebraska and home against Northwestern, three and and0 or two and uh, because I figure out of those three you're going to step on your on one of those games. You know you're gonna, uh,
0: yeah. I, I have them at three and I know a little bit of Gopher Kool Aid there, but I just yeah. the Rutgers is not that good even with Shiano uh, back there now.
1: And that's you what know, they do The Rutgers is a home game, so that's what's good for me there. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah, Rutgers is the home game, and then. um, You know, the Nebraska game, you just never know. You know, like I said, at that point, Frost may be fired, maybe still there, maybe they have a good game. You know, we don't really know what they're looking at. I mean, they start playing – I think they're in Dublin, Ireland this week against Northwestern. Right. uh, Playing that week zero game. But that's going to kind of determine where they're going to go because if they don't have, you know, much to play for, especially, you know, they – I mean, if they're one and whatever, and, yeah. you know, that's, that's going to be a tough game, um, which is, you know, I I actually have some Nebraska in me now. My nephew goes there. Okay. He just started, he just started school there today. Um, so I got a little, I got to be a little bit nice mm-hmm. to Nebraska, but I'm not going to be that nice. Um, then the Northwestern game too is just, that's another tough one where, you know, last year they didn't, they didn't play well, but, it's a Pat Fitzgerald team. So you never know if they're going to come back and just, you know, be in the big 10 West race either. So uh, right now I have us as three and zero for those two as well.
1: And the reason the Northwestern game scares me is because like all Minnesota teams pro or college, they're always looking ahead. Cause after Northwestern, yep. it's at home and I got to Iowa then at Wisconsin. So if yep. they're not looking too far ahead going, Oh my God, we're in this and, they don't crap the bet against Northwestern, we should be okay. Yep. Um, but at our home against Iowa, then at Wisconsin. Um, the Wisconsin game in a way, too, could be a depending where everybody's sitting in the standings, really, because if Wisconsin's got the West locked up and you got to play for the Big Ten title afterwards, we could be playing for a chance for a de- decent bowl game afterwards. So yep. that one, again, you don't know. But Iowa, man, I'd love to see the win against Iowa here at home. Yep. Just to kind of get that monkey off our back.
0: You X. know? Yeah. Uh, you now, know all the trophies.
1: We, which ones do the gophers have right now? Between like the axe and the jug and everything else. Do we have uh, to right,
0: yes. right now we have the axe, which is with Wisconsin, and then right now we have the victory bell against Penn State. Penn State. And then obviously the um we'd be playing for Floyd to Rosedale as well. Florida,
1: isn't there one other one with Nebraska? Didn't we start talking about Nebraska a couple years ago?
0: Uh, well, it's kind of a trophy, I guess you yeah. could say. It's five dollar bits of chair trophy or whatever. Yeah,
1: they got something with Nebraska, I thought. But
0: yeah, and then we also have the little brown jug with Michigan, but we don't yep. see them. This we year. don't see them this year. So
1: now, with that being said, so we're looking at a couple two losses this year.
0: So I have them at nine and three just because mm-hmm. you never know, like you said, you never know which which one they're going to crap the bed in. You know, I yeah. I hate to be that way with a, you know, being a golfer fan, but, you know, I've seen, really it, seen it too many times, you know, I've been, I've been a season ticket holder um, in the new stadium since 2015. And then I, I was a season ticket holder, 1999, 2000 until 2008 at the Metrodome. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of crap. I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, now, when in a couple of years, when uh, USC and UCLA join, are they gonna keep it at east and west and kind of move teams around, or do you think they might go like what you what uh, SEC wants to do, Oklahoma Texas go to like four divisions and kind of have a playoff okay. after
0: that? You know, it's gonna be interesting. When this news came out with UCLA and USC, it I think it took a little bit it was a little bit shocking to me because I wasn't expecting us to go that far West, I guess,
1: because for a lot of
0: teams, you know, that doesn't make sense, especially, you know, let's say you got like Penn state that's got to travel to USC, you know, there's more travel costs than that and everything like, so, but what they're trying to do is hopefully get two more from that area to kind of maybe make like almost like a West division, like a true West division and then kind of maybe like a central, maybe go to that four division maybe. Um, but it's still kind of up in the air because they want to keep adding teams. And now with this new um, TV deal with that they struck for seven years, 7 to $8 billion per year, or a, a billion dollars per year, yeah. so 7 to $8 million. I mean, uh, they're – What?
1: That's saved UCLA.
0: Yeah, well, there's
1: – They were, they were, they were still, in the red bat, bad. bad.
0: Uh, So here's the thing. I don't know if you've seen anything with that. UCLA is technically, so like USC is a private institution. Right. So they don't need to get approval from, you know, their board of regents that are in the state of California because UCLA is still technically a a state school. Right. And there's been a lot of um, backing on that with, they may not get the approval to move to the big 10. So, there's a lot of moving parts here. I mean, USC is locked in for sure. They're a yeah. private institution. They don't need the approval. Um, so so far UCLA is still fighting it. And but obviously they want to get they want to get to the Big Ten. I mean, look at all right. that money that's coming in now. So
1: now I know football you gotta play you could play two games in five days, but it's hard. With the West Coast yeah. trip, do you think kind of with basketball for the smaller schools? Hypothetically, like Minnesota and Wisconsin will go out west and one plays UCLA, there plays USC, then you kind of switch on Thursday night and play their team. You think schools might do that? Buddy up, go, hey, let's – two schools go out there, we can practice together against each other and do stuff like that. You think that might be a thing – or maybe not for them, but like Penn State and Rutgers, Rutgers and Maryland. Fly out there and just spend the week there and play both teams.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a possibility. I mean, a lot of times um – The Big Ten has been really good into playing Friday night games. I don't personally like it, you know, but, you know, TV dictates a lot. And uh, a lot of the Big Ten games are either on Big Ten Network on Friday nights or sometimes they're on FS1. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, if that's something, you know, to maybe cut down on travel costs, but then you still got the cost of, hey, we got to have a team hotel. Yeah. You got to have practice facilities. You got to get catering. You got to do you know, you got to do all that kind of stuff too. So I don't know what that would amount to either. But you know, it's a it, it would probably be a you know, especially for like East Coast teams that got to go west, or you know, the West Coast teams that got to go east. You know, that could be you know, that might be something that the Big Ten looks at. But you know, like I said, then you got to figure in all those extra costs and everything that you know are associated with all that stuff too. Yeah,
1: I we we talk about how that's be so upset for football, and I know we're trying to keep on football here, but. And I heard those two schools were joining the basketball schedule. The basketball game, you got very excited for those games.
0: Yep, that, that really got me
1: excited there. Um, and women's volleyball, I like women's volleyball too. So those games got me all excited. So oh, finally yeah. we put oh. playing in the regular season. You know, um, we talked a little bit here, Missouri Valley Conference. Um, that's FCS where the Bison are. Big Bison guy. Uh, my cousin, cousin's boy played there. She's got five rings. Been up there, that, that's a religion. Up there, um, I've taught us people up there. I said, Why don't you guys come to the Big Ten? Why don't the Bison come to the Big Ten? The first thing they said is, The Big Ten said the Fargo Dome's too small. I said, yep. I said, We're tailgating here. You could pass the hat and get the money to make a bigger stadium if you had to. I think the Bison like being the big fish in the small pond.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know, they, I mean, I have never. That's one thing I always want to do is go up to the Fargo Dome for a game. Uh, I've heard it's incredible.
1: Oh, the tailgating's the best.
0: Well, we'll see. We may have to get you out to a gopher tailgate <laughs> so then you can experience what that's like. Uh, <laughs> I had but, a little
1: uh, inside help though when I was advising because I, like I, I knew a player there, so I had a little inside help there. So. Well,
0: um, I mean, you guys. I mean, we we got a pretty good tailgate that we have. I mean, we got about forty about 40 people in our group and it can usually get to about 60 to 70 people deep. So, I mean, we have fun, but um, yeah, NDSU, I mean, yeah, the big 10 definitely said that. I remember that, you know, a few years ago when they're looking to possibly expand into that, you know, I've been to some stadiums. I mean, Northwestern's is, is horrible.
1: Oh
0: yeah. It It is a terrible stadium. If anybody's ever been there, it's, I mean you can't see the scoreboard in certain sections of the stadium it's it's all concrete it's it's just horrible. So I don't and I know the Fargo Dome is probably a little bit better than that so it's like yeah. why you know at least with NDSU they'll get people there. I one game I went to at Northwestern and I think they announced a crowd of 5,000. Right. You know it's just it's terrible down there. They Northwestern's all about, you know, they want to read their books and stay in their dorms and you know, watch, you know, PBS and stuff on yeah. there. But
1: like the, the Gophers got an FCS team on here, the guy Western Illinois, and they have played like the Bison a few times. Now yep. the Bison this year are going down to Arizona to play this year. They got a game down there. A lot of people say the Gophers are afraid of the Bison. They're afraid if the Bison come down here, it's going to be almost like a home game for them because their fans travel so well. But in defense that the few years the Bison played here, the Gophers were really on a downswing at the time. Yeah. If, if the Bison played here this year or next with PJ here and that, you think the crowd be pretty 50-50 or you think it'd still be more Gopher crowd or how do you think it would go?
0: You know, right now, I mean, a uh, good example of that, um, Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if anybody went to a game at the Metrodome, it was probably seventy five 30, thirty, you know, 25 for – Wisconsin, Iowa fans compared to Gopher fans because Gopher fans would just sell their tickets, mark them up, and make money and basically yeah. pay for the season tickets the next year. Um, so, since moving to TCF and getting and everybody's kind of buying into PJ, it's been a lot more Gopher fans in the stands compared to how it used to be. You know, uh, I mean, you'll still see the trickle of red and the yellow and black and everything like that, but it's not as bad as it used to be now. Could that be different with NDSU? I don't know. I would love to find out. I think it'd be a good game for us, yeah. You know,
1: Henry now he, Gophers are doing better now, yeah. The Bison they travel well down to Frisco down to Texas.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they farther south, they call the it. Yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't everybody have a condo down there already?
1: Yeah, that's what I said. They all they winter <laughs> down there anyway, so nice the um, with that said, do you like the playoff format they gotten? the bowls at the four, four teams. Do you want them to see the big schools change their playoff format?
0: I mean, we're going to see what happens here the next few years with these, I mean, quote unquote, super conferences that are going to happen. I mean, the big 10, we're going to go to 16, maybe. I um, I think SEC is going to be about the same too. No. I mean, the thing is, you just, is four teams enough? Yes. But how does that fifth team feel? You know, and the thing is, it's all kind of more, you know, there's, I don't think there's really any good solution except for possibly doing like a NCAA bracket style, you know, basketball style. But then, you know, that gets to be too much too. So, you know, where do you draw the line? Four, eight, 12, you know, that's kind of something that they're going to have to figure out because, you know, obviously with these super conferences that are going to be coming here, I mean, there's rumors that the ACC, Big 12, you know, and you know maybe Pac-12 are going to kind of form an alliance too. So, you know, you just it's going to be interesting the next few years how they're going to decide what to do with all this, um, with the super conferences and stuff, and then with the football playoff as well. So,
1: but if you got four or five super conferences and that conference has its playoff to dwindle down to the final four, then you kind of do have an expanded playoffs in a way.
0: Correct. If, if the yeah. big
1: says, okay, we got four conferences in the Big Ten. We'll have our tournament to get our Big Ten champ and they go to the final four. SEC does their thing, Super Conference X does their thing, you know, and yeah. then Notre Dame, because they always get. Yeah. Right. Well and the NBC well, has gotta run out at Notre Dame pretty soon. Someone's gotta step in and is gonna cut him a check to get to get him in, I think.
0: Well, the they're part of that group that just bought in for the Big Ten. Yeah. So uh NBC with Peacock too, so That's why people keep thinking that they're going to switch to the Big Ten because, I mean, that's a pretty good chunk of pie there. That's you know that they're not using right now. So,
1: well, you know, the minority gets ACC for basketball, Big Ten for hockey. You know, Mm -hmm. because they're in those conferences for that. So they just gotta sell into one conference, and they'd more than make up that NBC money. So, but
0: and it it would make more sense for them to be in the Big Ten anyway. I mean, they're surrounded by Big Ten teams. You know, so they play
1: Michigan and Ohio State almost sometimes both a year. You know, yep. sometimes they play I mean, other Indiana or Purdue and other Big Ten schools. So they
0: yep.
1: kind of play a Big Ten schedule to start with,
0: anyway. Yeah, so I mean, and and they usually play USC too, which is going to be a Big Ten school here, right? Soon. So it's kind
1: of we're, we're kind of feeding that hand, going, "Oh, look, half your schedule's Big Ten already." in Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I I know they got a pretty solid contract with NBC, but you know, with NBC buying in and be like, you know, hey, probably a good idea to possibly move into the Big Ten instead of just, you know, like you said, being in different conferences for, you know, different things too, which is probably confusing for everybody.
1: And that's all still because of Lou Holtz. They got that contract too.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: They'll be starting on him too, (laughs) Curse (laughs) him. Well, that's good. I like having you on. That's been great stuff. One guy for the Gophers I was looking up here, uh, being a Minnetonka alum, Cade Conzunas, a receiver from the Gophers. I oh, Conzunas. Yep. I'll always see, yeah, to see who, if there's any, any any skippers on there, you know. Yep. This old man played for the Gophers, but both grandpas played for the Bison. So this kid's oh. got all in his blood. He'll be fun to watch, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. You got uh, football season coming up here. He's usually on. Uh, father's usually on with K-Fan, uh, oh, yeah. 7 o'clock on Thursdays. Is he? Bar Fargo Flash, yep.
1: Oh, so is that who dad is? I haven't listened to K-Fan in like 20 years. And I try well, to I, it today, it's the same guys. It's the same I,
0: I listen to the Power Trip morning show just because I start my work day at 4 a.m. most okay. days. So that's usually on when I'm in, in my work truck and then, you know, doing my job or whatever. So yeah. I'm usually listening to that. But, uh, yeah, Justin Kenzemius, yeah, he's Fargo Flash. That's what he's known as around yeah. here, so.
1: I, th- I think the last time I listened to, like, really listened to him, Mike Morris was still doing the morning show.
0: Ooh, that was a while.
1: See, that's what I mean. And I remember when Dan Cole was an intern there when they first started with KFAN as a as station, you know, and Hartman and Barrero, and it was all those bits. And yeah. I- I've tried to listen to them, and-, and God bless them. They're doing a great job, but it's kind of like listening to Tom Bernard you can check in at any time. It's the same booger joke that you heard four years ago that you heard 10 years ago, you know, the same yep. stories. Yep. So, and, and I like the fact that they deviate away from sports every now and then because there's just sometimes nothing to talk about.
0: Yeah. That's yep.
1: But they, they still kind of get on my nerves a little bit. Dan Cole gets on my nerves. You're just not that funny anymore, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Is a nice oh, guy. Don't get me wrong, but I can't do him that often. Um, yeah. That's all right. We'd love to have you on like the end of the year when bowl season starts and the,
0: oh, I absolutely uh absolutely would
1: love to. Uh, a couple more things about yourself. You've done a uh, little bit of the, the, the bowling in a way. Yes, sir. You do that. now did you do the amateur tour or pro tour?
0: Uh so technically I'm on the pro tour. Uh I do have my PBA card. You've um I got the
1: Lakers or what team are you on? What's that? What team are you on here? Do you bowl any of the teams around here? Like the Linz Lakers or anything like that?
0: No, nope. I just, I bowl a of Hollywood Sports Complex in okay. uh, Watertown there. Okay. And then um, I bowl on another league here, uh, Tuttle's and Hopkins. So, but. Uh, oh, okay.
1: you want to Texas Tonka much at all? What's that? you want to Texas Honka out in Hopkins, St. Louis Park area?
0: Uh, I've been there, yep. I've. It's been. I usually just bowl at Tuttle's there in Hopkins.
1: What do so. you mind runs the pro shop out there at Texas Oh yeah.
0: Oh, uh, yep. what's his name? Mark Voglander. Oh yep, yep, yep,
1: And I know John yep. from Country Club Lanes. I grew up out there, so.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yep, i bowl yep. bowled at Country Club too. So. Yep,
1: I grew up out there working there. So. Yes, the stories that building could tell.
0: <laughs> Same thing with Hollywood, because yep. uh, not oh, many yeah. people. How many people know is actually my grandpa was the first one to put Hollywood where it is. Oh, was he?
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Back in, he, if you guys know, if you've been to Watertown, you know where the lodge is currently. Yep. Um, That was the original Watertown lanes. There was four lanes in there. Um, He was the last owner there. Watertown didn't want to give him a liquor license because his his bowlers like, hey, we want to drink a beer. We want to have a, you know, a drink or whatever during bowling. Um, Hollywood Township said, yeah, we'll give you whatever we want. And then, uh, it used to be a C store that he turned into a bar restaurant. And then obviously with the six lanes of bowling. So, and then, and then added on the volleyball and all the softball stuff and everything like that. So that's great. That's great.
1: Yeah. So we'll have you on for that. Of course, um, this weekend down in the Fairbolt area, we'll see you.
0: Absolutely. Um, I saw about...
1: Yeah, Waconia game, that switched for location for
0: that. Yeah, I saw that. That Maybe was
1: – For some reason.
0: Yeah, they were supposed to play in Dundas, and then they got moved to Meesville. Yeah, I don't know If why. you kind of look at the attendance numbers, I can kind of see why they wanted to switch Waconia to Meesville.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, the Fairball did amazing. Um, like I said, I'll be there on Sunday. Um, I was down in Dundas this, on Saturday. Um, we were taking in the cold spring versus New York mills game to see who we were facing twenty to four yeah, yeah it was it's going
1: Is that good or New York mills that bad
0: I, uh, you know it, it's uh you know, I don't want to rip on New, New York, York
1: their day we're just they were hitting everything,
0: yeah, it was you know it's it's gonna be different for Cold Spring just because of our pitching, I think you guys know yeah I mean, we got. We're kind of a abundance of riches there where we just got pitching yeah. and pitching. Um, it's going to be different when they see – when Cold Spring Seeds probably – I'm assuming Holt's going to be starting. I would assume Double H would start, yeah. Yeah, I would assume he'll start. I, it's it's going to be different. <laughs> I mean, oh, you got Holt throwing, you know, 85, 86, somewhere in that range. I mean, the guys for New York Mills were topping maybe 80. So, okay. I mean – it's going to be different, I mean, they were hitting everything that day. Congrats to them I mean they they definitely it was definitely no doubt, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: you got anything Dan to add football knowledge wise
0: uh no, I don't think anything for for today's show, but I just wanted to thank Jeremy for coming on and uh sharing his expertise uh, a little bit on the big Ten and, and whatnot.
1: and in December, we'll have you on again with bowl season
0: absolutely like i said i'm I'm looking forward to that. all right. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Any closing thoughts, Uh, Andy?
1: Uh, No, just uh, I'll do a midweek show Wednesday on Instagram to cover all the other sports and then our songs episode Thursday.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. See you next time. Thank you.